0: Hi, I'm Dr. Tara Newmeyer. I'm a Washington University St. Louis Children's Hospital pediatric critical care physician and pediatric nephrologist, and I'm also a mom doc.
1: Hey, this is Mom Docs, the podcast from St. Louis Children's Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about potty training. Dr. Newmeyer, I'm so glad to have you join us today. Let's just start with the best time to start potty training. How do parents know? Uh,
0: Thank you for having me. Uh, I think that's the biggest question people have uh, to start off with. They want to know, how do I know my child is ready? And there's a couple of ways that people have talked about being able to figure this out. Most of the time, the first sign that your child is maybe thinking about potty training is that they take a big interest in the potty in general. Maybe they follow you into the bathroom. Maybe they talk about the toilet paper or the wiping or the act of going. Maybe they just ask you about the potty or want to help you flush. That's usually the first sign. Next, they might start telling you when they think their diaper needs a change. They might tell you that they're wet or they might fuss more than they usually do when they're wet. And after that, they might start thinking it's a good idea to try to sit on the potty. The pace at which those things happens varies between children, and it it doesn't necessarily have to follow that exact order, but that's kind of the general pattern that starts to signal some readiness to start talking about potty training.
1: So as we're talking about how long it might take, do boys and girls respond differently, Dr. Newmeyer? How do we teach boys to pee standing up and aim correctly? It would seem to be harder than teaching a girl.
0: It does seem to be harder. Most boys like to start by sitting down because they're not trying to then to learn two skills for the two different eliminations. Then there's a number of people who have advocated different modes of having them sit on the potty. So some people have advocated having them sit facing backwards. And some people have advocated just having them sit the usual way. My own son liked to sit the usual way we talked to him about the importance of aiming, which, in fact, most little boys enjoy aiming things. And um, it went pretty smoothly from that standpoint. He understood that, that, was, that the target was to get it in the toilet. A lot of people have advocated other modes of inspiring your boy to want to keep the pee in the toilet. Um, they've talked about letting Cheerios float in the toilet and then the Little boy can aim at the Cheerios and try to sink the Cheerios. I didn't personally try that, but people have told me it works. In general, I think the idea is to set up for both boys and girls what your cultural expectations are surrounding potty training. And one of the things to talk to them about is, this is so we don't get messy and we don't need to do more cleaning up. And if you, if you have them help you with cleanup activities when messes are made, they'll understand that they would rather go and play than do more cleanup. And so involving them in sort of all aspects of the process will help them understand that the goal is to keep it in the potty and make it a pretty efficient process. Boys and girls are reported to have different sort of paces and levels of interest. A lot of people will tell you that girls want to potty train earlier and boys, are just happy to wait and, um, and do it a little bit later. But I think that's really variable in between children, and it's not particularly interest it's not particularly concerning if your daughter were to to potty train at the same time as the boys in her class or if your son wanted to potty train relatively early, it's really very individual.
1: Well, doctor, since we've heard that potty training can be not traumatic but you know cause therapy down the line how do we know when to back off if our kids really don't want to do it? Or they've they've told us they want to and then they decided it's too scary and too easy the other way. How do we know when to back off?
0: That's a very, very common scenario. And when you think about it, there are some things about learning to use the potty that are sort of scary or sort of surprising. So for a small child, when they first learn to defecate or to go poop on the potty, one of the things that tends to surprise them is if something plops down and the water splashes back up and they don't tend to like that. And that might be something that they express some discomfort about or fear about. And reassurance is a good idea at that time. If they then go through a period of time where they really don't want to try again, my advice is don't push it. When you think about the timing in which they absolutely need to be potty trained, it's about the time that they're about ready to go to school. I actually don't know of any kids, um, and then we're talking about sort of neurotypical development kids, but I don't know of any who waited anywhere near that long to become fully potty trained. And so if you let them go at their own pace and have times where they're sort of more interested and then they kind of back off on their interest and then they get interested again, I think that that's actually pretty manageable. And it's when you start getting into fights with your children over using the potty that you're kind of setting yourself up for more struggles down the road. The things that you really want to avoid in terms of the negativity surrounding potty training is teaching them to hold it too long, particularly when you're talking about when going poop, because that can set them up for long-term problems with constipation, with even urinary tract infections, and having more accidents down the line. So you really wanna be as positive as possible to avoid those problems down the line. And just keep in mind that even if it takes the the better part of several months, every child eventually gets there and the less traumatic, the better.
1: Well, doctor, as we're making the switch from diapers to training pants, even to underwear, how often are we supposed to ask our child if they have to go to the bathroom? I mean, typically for a child, Do they have to pee every hour, every couple of hours? And then when you're answering that, please tell us about accidents and how we have to be patient. But how can we encourage them to make it to the bathroom as we're asking them how many times a day do you have to go to the bathroom?
0: So for most children during the day, they should be offered a chance to go to the bathroom every couple of hours. However, there are also some sort of prime times that most People will think about using the the toilet even if it's not in that sort of it's been two hours time frame. So for most children, you might want to start by letting them sit on the potty when they wake up in the morning. Particularly if they've woken up dry, go ahead and put them right on the potty because the likelihood of success is really high. You might want to put them on the potty 10 or 15 minutes after they've had something to eat and then right before bedtime. Those are all good times to sort of think of as offering the potty during the day. And then if they're really interested and and really moving forward with priority training, also thinking about offering it every couple of hours to avoid accidents. Accidents are inevitable when you're first starting. And the big keys to that are to be as matter of fact about it as possible. And you say, oh, everybody's just learning. That's okay. We'll clean it right up and we'll do better the next time. And then you maybe give them hints about, did you maybe feel how you needed to go, and you, you maybe waited a little bit, and if they're able to verbalize that they waited a little while, then you say, okay, well, next time, let's do it when we feel it at first instead of waiting longer, and then maybe we won't have an accident. So giving them little tips and pointers in a non-judgmental, non-angry way will really help them see that this is just a learning process and everybody goes through that, that learning process. You also have to have some backup plans in place so let's say the accident happens when you're out at the store or you're at an event, you have to be carrying along those extra clothes and be as matter of fact about that as possible. I like these little baggies that they make for people's wet swimsuits. Just stick one of those in your bag and then if you have an accident, you throw the, the clothes in there, put on the clean ones, and then off you go without having to deal with where do you put these, these clothes that had the accident. So there's a lot of sort of matter of fact things to, to think about in terms of it, it's important not to make it a big deal and a big failure and to, to be as matter of fact about it as possible. Well, that is absolutely great advice. And
1: before we wrap up, what about nighttime? So we can get through the day, we pay attention, we're patient, we're encouraging. Nighttime's a different deal because they're sleeping and mm-hmm. getting up in the middle of the night. Give us some tips for nighttime potty training.
0: Sure. So it's important to remember that most children stay dry at night at a later time than they stay dry during the day. And of course, that's because they're sleeping deeply at night and they may not feel the urge to go when they need to go. So it's okay if they wear nighttime pull-ups or something like that for a longer period of time. And eventually, most kids will get to the point where they'll tell you, I don't really want to wear that anymore. And that's the time to switch them into their underpants at night. may still have some accidents at night too. Again, be really matter of fact, talking about, you know, that's okay. Everybody's learning. You'll get there eventually and it'll be okay. The other thing to remember if you're doing nighttime potty training is to not load them up with drinks before they go to bed. So a couple of hours before bedtime, definitely eliminate things like juice. And then keep their their amounts of water or milk before bedtime relatively small. So maybe a half a cup instead of a full cup or something like that before they go to bed.
1: That's really important for parents to note is about the liquids that you do at bedtime. Wrap it up for us. Best advice on potty training, doctor, and what you tell parents
0: all the time about this. My best advice is pay attention to your child's cues. They will tell you when they're ready. And if you wait long enough for them to be ready, It'll go faster than you can imagine. So most parents, when they look back at potty training, will say, oh, one day they were in diapers and the next day it seemed like they were just all potty trained and we were fine. And that's because they waited until their child was truly ready. Wait for your child. Make sure that you're on their timeline instead of your own and it'll all go just fine. Absolutely great
1: information. Thank you so much, Dr. Newmeyer, for joining us today. That concludes another episode of Mom Docs with St. Louis Children's Hospital. You can find lots of potty training advice and articles on the MomDocs website at childrensmd.org. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other St. Louis Children's Mom Docs podcasts. Share this show with other new parents that you know because it's great information and we're getting them from the Mom Doc experts at St. Louis Children's Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole.